What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files. Thank y'all for tuning in. As always, got a good show for you tonight. We are going to be breaking down our personal top 10 favorite comic book castings of all time. I'm sure some of us are going to have 15 honorable mentions, but we're going to try to keep this to our favorite 10 best performances. I came up with my list, and it's already over 10, so we'll see how the rest of the guys do as well. Remember, you can always subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Himalaya Network, and pretty much everywhere else you can subscribe and download podcasts. So subscribe, send along, share with your friends, and uh, drop a line. Let us know what you think of the show. So with that said, fellas, what's up? Chief, how are you doing tonight, man? Hey, Jeff, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing real well. Uh, just want to give a uh, a good shout-out to all the listeners and uh, to all my podcast mates. And, um, it's good being back. It's good to have you back, man. How did the uh, app, how'd your interview go with the uh, DJ contest go? I do well in interviews. People People tend to like me. Um, so yeah, it went well. I mean, I appreciate you asking. Oh, of course, man. You know, every station needs a good slow jams, late night voice and you and my man definitely have it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. I feel funny. I appreciate you, that. Thank you. Jay King. What's up with you, man? I'm cooler, man. How you doing? Outstanding. Well, Brother Jace, how are you, man? I, I, I'm doing well. Uh, I, my, my slow jam interview, I came in after Lonnie. They just said, sorry, it's already taken. So I'm a little disappointed by that, but, you know, I'm, I'm, man, I'm maintaining. Very good. Okay, so if I were to do a quick, hey, who's my favorite Spider-Man actor, I'm 100% going with Tom Holland. So that kind of is what led me down this path challenging you all to give me your top 10 favorite comic book performances or castings. So, which one of you guys wants to go first? I'll take that silence to me. Jace, you want to go. So, little brother, take it away. Oh, man. Well, you know, I, I would lie and say that this list is just an easy 10, but that's not accurate. Because the funny thing is, like, there's been a lot of characters... They have played, I mean, there's been people that portray multiple roles and you're like, oh, this was a great performance study. Oh, then you see this other one, you're like, no, this is the best performance ever. And then kind of how, like, you say Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man. And I, I, I didn't, I think uh, after Tobey Maguire's grinding, dancing, and Spider-Man 3, that everything on that went down a drain. And that dude could never keep his mask on. So everybody in New York knows who Spider-Man is. Uh, and somebody has actually blackmailed Spider-Man, like, hey, dude, I'm going to need you to take care of this, brother, because uh, I know I got pictures of you being Spider-Man, and that's going down. So, but I'm going to try and keep it relatively short, and since okay. I actually have the first spot, no one will initially jump on me saying, you know, I had that one too. Uh, first, I'm going to go easy is 
Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. I, I think he was the perfect choice for that role. And it, I mean, he helped. I mean, he helped. I mean, get credibility to it. It's like, oh yeah, I totally see him as Tony Stark. Oh yeah. And then his, oh yeah, he's been, you know, his life antics are like, oh yeah, I could see him totally being Tony Stark. You know, he's a drug. You know, the bad behavior is, you know, in his early twenties, and then he has a moment to grow up. It's like. Okay, that that was a good cast. Uh, my second one is Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds was so good in Deadpool. I mean, X Men Origin when before they decided to chop the role and just decided to forget who Deadpool was, and supposedly has a healing ability but couldn't heal the fact that they sewed his lips together. Whatever. But he actually decided to make a trailer of his version of Deadpool. And it gets so many views on YouTube or whatever that they actually decide to make a full movie and Fox had to say, oh, well, that's a success. Is that how you make X-Men movies? Nah, <laughs> that's, a, that's silly. Let's put them back in stupid costumes and make no sense in anything. <laughs> and give them horrible dialogue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let, let these be words that no one has ever said. You know who we should hire? We should hire some wrestling writers to write our dialogue for X-Men. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Great idea. Good, good. Uh, my next one is going to be Michael Rosenbaum for Lex Luthor. Honestly, if I mean like he kind of very much played the young version of Lex Luthor from the animated series and made him into it an adult, like, hey, you know, I, I would be this really good guy. So, you know, my best friend keeps lying to me all the time because he thinks I'm going to be a bad guy. And all the lying is actually going to make me a bad guy. And I kind of want, you know, I want I want to be the most important person in the world and damn all the rest of you. So I, I thought his take on Lex Luthor was perfect. I have yet to see anyone near coming close to it. And I I, I, I like Gene Hackman's, but I, I got much used to a much I, I like the businessman Lex Luthor a lot more than the crook who just can't get his way. I mean, you know, he's the smartest man in the world, but just as a crook. Uh the next one I'm gonna go with. I'm also going to go with another Superman movie. Terrence Stamp is General Zod. We st- it, honestly, that, that is still one of my favorite bad guy perform- I mean, performances. I, I mean, just bar none. I mean, like to me, he's up there with, you know, Darth Vader. It's just like, yeah, I'm so cool. I don't have to do anything. I'm just as strong as Superman, but. When it, I'm, I'm just superior to all of you. <laughs> it's just, his, his, I, I love that performance. So, uh, let me see. Let me try not to mess with my honorable missions. I'm going to go with the next one. I'm going to go with is Wesley Snipes, is Blade. Because, A, I really think without his Blade, if you would put sticky fingers in there, is Blade, Blade, Marvel, none of those, none of these superhero movies we we watch today would be made without Wesley Snipes pulling a very credible uh, blade out. And I, I thought, I mean, even when he had lackluster bad guys, he still looked like, you know, the vampire hunting, you know, dude, you know, the daywalker. So he's definitely on the list. Uh, the next one, Jeff, you're going to tell me, have to tell me if I'm starting to go close to my 10 but you weren't keeping track of your list. I, 
it was a reason because I said I had a whole bunch of honorable mentions. See, that was the easy way to get around. Uh, it. Uh, okay. I okay, will... hold on. I got like three more. Okay. Ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm really close. All right. All right. I'm gonna go with, and this is this is actually this is my hard hard one. I'm gonna go with Henry Cavill as Superman. Because he actually looks like Superman. I'm pretty sure he pronounces his name Cavell. Cavell. I, 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 I actually watched the Google thing to see how he pronounced his name. So how you say it? Cavell. Cavell. Yeah. Okay. He, I, I mean, like, as I say, like, Superman is one of my favorite, like, Superman 1 and 2, two of my favorite movies. I watch that any time of day, any time it's on. And because it, it literally takes me back to my childhood and it's like just a great superhero movie. But now as an adult, Henry looks the part of the big giant Superman that if you actually had superpowers, you'd still be like, all right, it's going to take me a little bit of time to knock you out. So I'm going to think about it before I jump up there. Next one. I got two more. I'm going to go with Jack Nicholson is the Joker. I, I mean, it's as as much as everybody. I mean, we love some of the other performances on his. His Joker was just like, I mean, going going back to how we were as kids. Age, he, he mean, uh, Jack Napier was cool, and then when he became Joker, like crazy madman. We, us as kids were like, yes, that is exactly how Joker would be. That's, oh, this is great. This is really, like, we actually get to see a, a real-life Joker. This is perfect. Uh, and my last one is... Uh, I'm going to go with... Hold on real fast. So, let me make sure I got your list down so far. Okay. Terrence Stamp, Michael Rosenbaum, Henry Cavill, Wesley uh-huh. Snipes, yep. Robert Downey Jr., yep. Ryan Reynolds, Jack Nicholson. Uh-huh. So I have three more feet. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Uh, I'm going to give one to Maggie Roby. It's Harley Quinn. Margo. Harper. Okay, I got you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I just, yeah, I didn't circle the, the oh, right. Uh, yeah, her is, much as some of us don't like I, and I and I like I, I didn't think Suicide Squad was horrible, but her Harley Quinn was demented and crazy, and but still was like she's she's had a couple bad breaks. So her her crazy is like oh well she's you know you know psychopath you know dunked her in some acid she fell in love. Eh. Who who hasn't had a bad situation like that? Um, and she, and she really did make that uh, Suicide Squad uh, fun. So at least when she was on screen. The next one I'm going to go with is Chris Evans' is Captain America. I was initially like, wait a minute, this dude just played Johnny Storm, and he was perfect as Johnny Storm. Now you're going to have him going almost the complete 180 to be Captain America? This dude is like one of the more boring dudes in, you know, in, in comic books. Like, what? really? Come on, this is just horrible. And then after you saw Captain America, First Avenger, like, Oh wow, he he really does pull this off as Captain America, and then every subsequent movie you're just like, yeah, that that rolls his. Uh, we're 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 now gonna see another probably hopefully not see another Captain America 
for at least 20 years and uh, other than Sam as Captain America, but, you know, as Steve Rogers, he, he was perfect. Uh, next one, and I guess I'm going to go with my last one, mm-hmm. is John Barenthal is Punisher. He, I mean, like, once he stepped on scene as a Punisher in season two of Daredevil, I, I, I was like, yeah, I, it was almost watching, after watching that, I was almost mad that they hadn't made a Punisher movie that I liked as much as his portrayal of Punisher. It was just like, this is a dude who's lost his family and he's just going to take revenge on basically every underworld dude he thinks had an, who was involved in it. And then his story arc, I mean, like, even in the Daredevil was really good. And then when you got to the two subsequent Dare, I mean, Punisher series, it was like, yeah, that, yeah, that, I think if he doesn't, if he doesn't go into the Marvel universe, MCU, is pun- if they try and bring a Punisher in there and when it's not him, I think they're missing, I mean, just making a humongous mistake. So that is my 10, and I will try not to jump in on everybody else's 10. Uh, when I completely co-sign with what they say. All right. Nice job. So welcome to the, to the big show, the big gun. How are you, man? That's good. How's it going, man? Good, man. So we've gone through Jace's top 10. Oh, oh wow. And now we've got Javon. We've got you. We've got you in mind. So let's see. Let me roll the, the wheel and let's see who's going next. You have an actual wheel? Uh, no, I'm just, you know, setting up the drama, making it sound, you know, keeping the listeners on edge, ready to see who's going up next. And the wheel of imagination is now spinning on to Chief. What you got, man? All right, all right. Hey, Gunner, how you doing, man? What's good, brother? What's oh, Gunner, we, you, didn't, you didn't get the news that uh, Chief is now going to be the new Love jams and slow slow talk DJ. That's what's up. All yeah. right. All right, Chief. That's my fault. Go ahead. Officially untrue, Gunner. <laughs> uh, let's check this out here. Uh, yeah, here we go. <clears throat> uh, I agree with uh, some of the things that uh, Jason said previously. So we're going to go with uh, Henry at Superman. Um, you know how, if you've been listening for a long time, you know how fired up I've got that they've tried to, they're going to try to reboot this Superman without him. And I don't know how you reboot a reboot. But, um, you know, I guess it's something like refried beans. I guess you're going to refry them. I don't know. So. Uh, yeah, the demise of the Superman is it's hurtful, but uh, he was he was Superman to me. He was it was an excellent uh made he made he made the movie. He brought the realness to the movie. I felt like uh, number two. There's no particular order. I'm just saying um, as I wrote them down. Um, of course, Heath Ledger has the Joker. Um, I was, it was, I think it was on earlier. I was watching it. A uh, the performance is just excellent. Um, as much as you like the action scenes from Batman in that movie, 
it's almost like you couldn't wait for the Joker scenes. Um, you knew they were going to be uh, just him talking. Um, the uh, the scene earlier was uh, when he walked in on the mob bosses, and he was like, "I can tell the squealers." Um, just you know, just the scenes like that made the Joker uh, excellent in that movie. His presence was just excellent. Um, I haven't, we we haven't, I don't, you know, you guys remember, you guys like the Jack Nicholson Joker from the 80s or early 90s, whatever that came out. I wasn't, um, those Batmans from, from those, I guess from those times, they were kind of like comedy Batman. It was, it was almost like a uh, uh, updated version of Batman from the 60s with Adam West and uh, to me, um, they were they were funny. That means you caught the third. <laughs> they they were funny, but they they kind of followed along that lines of uh, I want to say foolishness. This, this 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 last Batman with uh with Bale um, brought a seriousness to Batman like the comic books normally does. I mean, Batman wasn't kind of um in the in the, in the and the characters thought they weren't they weren't idiots in a sense. Anyway, speaking of Bell, that's gonna be my other one. Batman, Christian Bell's Batman. Uh also an excellent portrayal to me of Batman. Um if we were gonna go with how Batman was in the comic books versus, you know, movies, I mean I'd have to say he was the closest to it. He wasn't I don't. It just. It didn't seem like he was kind of like. Uh, he wasn't a comedian. Wait, wait, wait. Even so though, you're saying you know, you're forgetting about George Clooney? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just checking. I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I don't. No, no. None of those guys. So like, Keith, I mean, he came in before Michael Keaton because that Tim Burton version was exactly what it was supposed to be and what you're describing. I didn't. I didn't like that. I mean, I, I, I can watch it. I can watch it. I'm not a Tim Burton fan. Anyway. Let's, let me just oh, say that. there you go. Okay, that's all. Like something. Oh. About to say, the night going before nuts. Christmas and and right. all these. Let's get nuts. I can't stand. I see that too. I can't stand Tim Burton like that. Uh, would, did he do Edward Scissorhands? Sure. Mm-hmm. He did. That might yes, be. I think that might be the only Tim Burton movie that I can halfway get through. Like Most of the time, I'm just. Like, yeah, Beetlejuice. Yeah, Beetlejuice was cool. I give Beetlejuice. I give you that. But I'm just saying that Tim Burton has a. I, I just don't dig him like that. I can I can do without Tim Burton. And I'm not saying you know he might have his his genius movie. Whatever he does, it just it doesn't fit me all the time. All those movies. Sometimes I see a Tim Burton movie, and I can't reach for the remote quick enough. Sometimes I'm like, where the hell is the remote? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I get it that you like him. Listen, there's no hate in my heart for any of you that love Tim Burton. I'm just not going to come to a Tim Burton marathon if you run one. Um, <laughs> it takes a little that, God I mean, mindset to, yeah, yeah, yeah you're going to do a Tim and, Burton and, and, marathon. Uh, oh. uh, I'm just no, talking about two movies at a time. I'm not talking about the whole yeah. day. That's too much to ask of anybody who's not depressed. You know the thing about Michael Keaton and and 
which always he never looked like Batman to me. Right, let's, let's, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take a ten second pause here for just a second. Just let me give let me get a ten seconds before you throw flag on the field. Michael Keaton, when you get when you watch the comics, you get a sense that from the way the women swoon over Bruce Wayne, this that that he's somewhat attractive. <laughs> now, has a role, and, and, and I, hey, listen to me, I'm heterosexual just like the rest of you, but there's nothing about Michael Keaton that looks cool and attractive to me. Like when I can look at the Fonz when I was young, and I'd be like, man, the Fonz is cool. You know what I mean? I can see why. Look at his shoulders. You know, Right. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. could just be like you could you say, Yeah, that guy I could see him getting girls. Right. You could see that about some dude. Michael Keaton, they were if if he was dating a woman it was for the money. She was like, Oh, that's Bruce Wayne, he's rich. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Let's be right. honest. Michael Keaton Michael Keaton wasn't an attractive Batman uh, Bruce Wayne. He wasn't he didn't look like he worked out. No, no, no. So I could sit right here right now and tell you if I had to pick between Christian Bale punching me in my face or that or Michael uh, Keaton from that era punching me in my face, I would pick Michael Keaton all the time, every time. So it, it's nothing. They didn't, like they, He did no workout. Did he do a workout uh, scene as Bruce Wayne? I don't even remember that. Probably not. Michael Keaton was not. He was hanging upside down. Yeah, he did something. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Get some sit-ups. Yeah. He wasn't impressed. Come on. Yeah, nobody was okay. impressed here. Nobody was like, mm, Michael Keaton's been hitting the weights. He looks like the part. So. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Like I said. You're right. You're right. Uh, you, know, yeah, yeah. He's, you know, I'm just. I'm the just bad suit was a muscle suit. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean. Okay. And then that's what I'm saying, man. I mean, I, I get that you like them, and Tim Burton is awesome to y'all. I'm just saying Michael Keaton wasn't it for me. George Clooney was the one with, uh, he had the, he had Robin with him, right? Yeah. I mean, we nipples, don't talk about that. Nipples on that bat suit. Yeah, we don't. Right. We Not on the nipples nobody, on the bat suit, but that's when nah. him and Robin were fighting over Poison Ivy, right? Yeah. It's just, that oh, movie was uh, We just don't do that. What movie are you guys talking about? That never happened. Right. I just remember a soundtrack called Batman and Robin. I don't remember a movie. Yeah. So, and that's all I'm saying, fellas. So, so Christian Bale has it. Um, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Um, I wish the X-Men stories were better. I wish they weren't such garbage. I think they wasted Hugh Jackman's talent has Wolverine the whole damn time. Um, these movies could have been so much better. They had a dude who looked like Wolverine. Um, and they just, they, they, they blew it. They blew it. You know what I mean? Um, the X-Men movies are a shit sandwich. And no one wants to bite into that. Um, where do we go from there? Uh, Gal Gadot, I guess I'm saying my name right. Wonder Woman, excellent fit. Um, even uh, you know, in the comic books, of course, they over. You know, Wonder Woman has this super body, but I think that for you know the DC thing, you know, they've they've got a beautiful woman playing Wonder Woman, who 
like sister part. She, you know, she fits Wonder Woman. Um, you know, you could, uh, I mean, hell, Linda Carter. You know, we could argue Linda Carter, really. I mean, to be honest with you, um, was a perfect Wonder Woman. I think the two of them are similar, you know, in beauty-wise, in their heyday. Um, and I enjoyed watching Wonder Woman back when I was younger. I watched, I enjoyed watching this Wonder Woman here. Um, oh, all right. Um, I, you know what, man? Who's the guy that plays the back, Black Panther? Chadwick Boseman. What's his Howard name? Howard University's own Chadwick Boseman. Chad, Chadwick Boseman, yes. I don't know why I couldn't. I know his name, and I couldn't think of his name at the time. And uh, but Chadwick, Chadwick made an excellent bad Panther. Um, obviously, he must be nailing his African uh, accent because I've not heard anyone say it was bad. So um, you, you know the story behind that, right? No, no, please enlighten me. Uh, so you know, there's plenty of uh, Marvel comic maps of where Wakanda is. So he went to that region of of real life Africa to, you know, get the, get the accent down. That's what I read. Well, you, that's, you know, that's, that's method you acting know. if I haven't heard it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dedication yeah. to his craft. Uh, and that means you have a little extra money in your pocket. Um, also. When you can do that. He took that yeah. James Brown money. He took that James Brown movie mm. money and said, I'm going to do this. Or that number, that 42. Or that 45. Yeah, 42, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Uh, I'm agree with Jace as far as uh, Robert Downey Jr. on Iron Man. Um, I'm gonna take it to the X Men again with uh, Patrick Stewart as Professor X. Um, once again, an excellent actor wasted on crappy material for the franchise, but. You gotta ask yourself. Patrick Stewart was excellent. I liked him as Professor X. Uh, here we are. We're getting down to the uh, my man who played Luke Cage. Mike Coulter. Um, yeah, that's the guy. Mike Coulter. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why Luke Cage also was popular because. Like he looked like a dude who, you know, he was just a you know nice build dude looked like a dude. He wasn't the Michael Keaton of, of that movie, you know. They didn't hire Chris Rock to be right. Luke Cage. <laughs> Lauren Tate as Luke Cage. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, and um, that makes a difference when you hire the right people to do the right, you know, to play the right characters. Um, now this one's a little bit. Uh, I say a little bit left fieldish, but you bear with me for a second. Um, Jackie Earl Haley. That's Rorschach from The Watchmen. Ah, good one. Now, that movie, dude. I was. Uh, that was gonna be the one was, I knew nobody else was gonna say. Ah. Yeah. So that movie was I forgot who I'm on the show with. (laughs) Awesome. 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 And uh, 
that dude made that movie like I didn't enjoy that movie. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was, I mean, it was Chocolate Daddy the whole way through, except for my man's part. Yep. That's you know what I mean. Jackie Earl um, Haley killed it, dude. Yeah, he made that movie. He, you know, when he got to jail, he was like, "That's I'm my not favorite scene." Here with you, you're you locked in here, here with me. me. Yeah, I mean, he was just excellent in that movie, man. Um, and uh, he made his scenes in The Watchmen worth watching, where the rest of the scenes in The Watchmen, you could really, yeah, you really throw that movie away, except for the, the, for his scenes. So he he made The Watchmen at least somewhat uh, palatable. So those are my ten. I didn't bring you in with no honorable mentions. I just get my ten out, and um, I hope uh, some of the uh, listeners out there agree. All right. Good call. All right. So Gunner, let's hear yours. I'll just start out with. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Before you say anything, I got to talk about my list. Oh, sorry, we're not all right, Gunner. Whatever. Go ahead with your list. The one that I swore no one was gonna get, so I had to react. Did you? Did I miss? Did I? I came in a little late, so did I miss Jason's All Star Superman, or did I? <laughs> think he, hey, shut up. Once again, anyway, it is the be- one of the best Superman storylines ever. In night in two thousand eight, by a joint that no one really reads. So chill out. <laughs> anyway. All right, your list, sir. My list. Another, I'm just going to start off with what we, most of us started off with, Superman, Christopher Reeve. The end, that's my Superman. Harry Carvall came on the scene, but he ain't completed, I mean, he finished his contract, he's like, I'm out. They couldn't help him out with the movie, you know what I mean? They He played the role that they asked him to play, but so did Christopher Reeves, and it worked. That's all I got to say. Next. Uh, Michael Keaton as Batman, here's oh. why. If you're gonna go with Tim Burton's bacon the joint, you eat and then in the eighties, late late 80s, early nineties, you're either gonna have Johnny Depp or, or Michael Keaton. And I don't see Johnny Depp playing either role, a Bruce or a or a Bat. I see what Michael Keaton did, because it's more of a divided the way they wrote him wasn't a ladies man it was more of a i'm divided i look good in a tux and yeah i got a lot of money and i'm like really confused about how i do this okay, um, hold on. I'm, I'm actually gonna you don't think johnny depp yeah. could have played him not then okay nah, he wasn't johnny not depp johnny depp then. Like, yeah you said that. I'm like, he was yeah he was too young but i'm like yeah okay. but he was also the the we never saw the depth of sorry to say it like that but the depth not intended the depth of Johnny Depp's actual acting at that point you know what I mean like I thought that was after Ed, or before Edward Scissorhands before um, I mean that dude didn't speak the whole joint and you were like yo Johnny Depp's the crap the shit right so I mean I mean think about that um that was before um what's that one? Oh, that was before all the pirate crap like you know what i mean like come on yeah this so is like yeah. right before gilbert grape and all that there it is yeah 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 that's the other one i was thinking of it's like yeah he wasn't quite there yet at least in hollywood's mind right so if you're gonna you know but even tim burton he that was those were his two cats so i don't know i like michael keaton because 
at that time, we've never seen a Batman like that on screen, right? So that was like the first darker, let's do it like this Batman, right? So that was, I thought that was cool. Um, Dustin Grant as the Flash. For for several reasons, but the first and only reason I'm going to say in this brief is because he's not Ezra or whatever the hell that dude Miller. that played <laughs> the Flash in the Justice League. That's, all. That's really one of the main reasons. The other reason is he's a believable freaking Flash and a believable Barry Allen. Right? Like young Barry Allen. You know what I mean? Um, I think I came on when Jason mentioned this. Blade. Wesley Snipes' Blade. Um, yeah, so we were watching, I believe it was either Soul Food or something, in the, something like that at that time, in, or The Best Man, in the theater. And the trailer came on for this black dude that's killing vampires. And my brain went, whoa, they're making comic book movies for real like that now in Marvel? Yeah. And it was, there was nobody else who could play that role, period. Still, to this day. Um, maybe my birthday twin, Michael J. Wright, but nah, no, Wesley Snipes got it. Um, I thought Will Smith was a good dead shot. Better than the guy that's on, that was on, uh, Arrow. I don't know his name, but I thought Will Smith played a good dead shot. Like, yo, I'm doing this for my kid, man. Like he, he's, Will Smith is good at playing those kind of roles, actually. Um. We're in my two best cast, best casting. No one else could ever play these roles ever. Um, Patrick Stewart, Professor X. Who else? Who who else? Seriously, who else was going to McAvoy? play that role? James McAvoy. Uh, whatever. <laughs> no. I'm talking about when they started coming out, and they were like, "Yo, Professor X is going to be Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart is going to be Professor X." We were like, right. "Of course." Right. Like, who else? You know Don't what you. I mean? And then, of yeah. course, you got to carry it, it Absolutely. He was on everybody's fan cast. Hey, you're going to make an X-Men movie? You got to have Patrick Stewart. Yes. Right. There was no other way. Um, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man was probably one of the best casts of all time, not just comic book movies, but just period. Mm-hmm. Um, from If somebody's taking source material and saying, hey, who's an actor that could play this and pull this off and look like him, look like look like Tony Stark, that's Robert Tom Downey Cruise? Like. Ah, that's funny. Now we're going back to the argument against Michael Keaton. No. Ugh. Um, Can you imagine that? Can you imagine, dude? That that was a real serious bullet we all dodged. I don't feel I'm like really, the MCU would I be think 22 films us, with Tom Cruise. That's what I'm going to say. Us. I think Marvel dodged that bullet. <laughs> 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 Oof. God, that joint like Boris the bullet dodger. Okay. Um, speaking of bullets, <laughs> not having to dodge them, um, Magneto. Michael Fassbender. I mean, okay. the first class, first class. What they had, what they when they were trying to force him into everything else. First class in Days of Future Past. When they tried to force him into everything else, it was like, wait, this is you know, Apocalypse was just a bad movie, and we're not going to go see Phoenix except for Jeff. So come on. Um, so Gunner, uh, I will say that. that in all of those movies, Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix, he is still the consistently great performer, even in those crappy films. You're asking me to go through all the weeds. No, 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 no. I'm not asking you to watch road. that movie at all. I'm just saying okay. that he's good. I'm not endorsing watching those movies, spending those precious seconds of light 
watching those movies. I'm simply saying that as someone who has survived those films, got the tend to show for it, the crappy T-shirt that doesn't fit right, he's good in those movies. Yeah, I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I mean, you know, I've seen Apocalypse. I'm just saying, I don't doubt it. It's just, you know, they just messed up. Again, Chief, what'd you say? Waste. Just a waste. A waste of great actors. Oh, it's just annoying. Um, on to TV shows. You know, if I had an honorable mention, it would be uh, Michael Coulter. You know, Luke Cage. It was wonderful. But the dude that started it all off, that you could just be like, yo, this is believable, is Charlie Cox, Daredevil. Yeah. Holy mm-hmm. crap. Talk about, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure everybody had doubts because of Ben Affleck and the, what's her name? Oh, God. Jennifer Gardner's. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. There's so many doubts. I'm like, man, they better. And then, I mean, the first episode, you're like, oh, okay. All right. They're going with the, with the, um, what's his name? The, um, the writer that did that Daredevil with the black mask. You know what I'm talking about. That was his, and then they kind of roped him into the regular comic book canon. Uh, I'll, I'll say it in a second. Anyways, um, anyways, Charles Charles uh, Charles Cox Daredevil, awesome. Opposite, and this is my number nine, I guess. Uh, uh, Vincent, forgive me for the name. Yeah, Nef- Dead. Huh? Yeah, him. Yeah. The Onofrio. Sure. The guy yeah. that played. King um, the dude yeah. that played Kingpin and put on weight is going. I'm going to put on weight and play Kingpin. Now, did you have Mike Coulter as your is honorable your mention? Oh, honorable okay, mention. Okay, okay. Only because Charles Cox started that whole TV gotcha. series thing. Okay. And made it work and believable. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, Michael Coulter was awesome, and Jessica Jones, and then it was like, of course he's going to be in his own joint. It was wonderful. Um. Yeah, I thought the Kingpin Daredevil playoff was wonderful. I thought the character development of both of those characters were excellent and it wouldn't have been pulled off without those two actors just pulling it off. Now keep in mind, I was nowhere near a fan of Vincent De De, De, De Onofrio, whatever. Um because of the one that the 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 Law and Order that got canceled was the special, not Special Victims Unit, the one that came after that. So many different. Right. Ways. Thank you. No one remembers. He was on that one. I was like, you got to stop doing that. Just don't, 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 don't act anymore. And then he came on a Kingpin. I was like, holy crap, this guy's great. <laughs> um, and yeah, I thought this was going to be like the wild card that no one's going to pick. But of course, I love Chief. Anyways, it was Jackie Early, uh, Harley as Warshack. Because he literally made that movie. Not just because of, I mean, just all the, you know, the dialogue was wonderful. He pulled it off. He had the perfect voice for it. You know, you're not, you're not locked in here with me. I'm not, I'm not locked in here with you. You're not locked in here. You're locked in here with me. And also at the end, it was just like suddenly you become, I mean, just the way he pulled it off with a mask. And that's when you were like, I feel like I can see your face through this mask. And how are you expressing yourself? Oh, gosh, just the way he did it towards the end, you know, right at the end of the movie, right? When he's, you know, for those that haven't seen it, I won't spoil it, but, or read it. But when he was just like, suddenly you have, you have a taste for humanity. How convenient. I was like, the way he pulled that line off right there was like, 
okay, how do you not get nominated for an Oscar? Oh, it's a comic book movie. That's why. Anyways, those are my 10 explanations behind them. And I feel like you guys are really shortchanging Watchmen the movie. I think that movie did Whoa. as good an adaptation. Hold on. Wait, you were saying it was like the only good part of the movie. I did not say that. I said he made that movie. I did not say I did not like that movie. Okay. So you like the Ooh. movie. I'm a huge fan of the said this movie was coming guy. out. I'm okay. a huge fan of the comic. Because so, so it was, you know, me, I'm a, slightly an anarchist, man. I, I love this movie. Like, <laughs> come on. Slightly. Yo, I don't know if you've been reading it, but Doomsday Clock is basically yeah. DC sequel, and it's awesome. It's been so good. So if you haven't been reading it, yeah. I got it on. I got it from Amazon. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you get know. on that one soon. Yeah. yeah. It's great. All right, Jay King, are you ready? I'm ready, chums. Let's do this. All right, look what you got. All right, I'm going to start with my number one course, right? Um, a lot of people may think I got a Danny DeVito fetish, but <laughs> I was oh, joking Lord. about the Wolverine thing, but Danny DeVito's Penguin. Yo, I had him very close on my list. I think that performance is really underrated. It really he does is. Penguin perfect. He does Penguin perfectly. Oswald Cobblepot was a mad genius, and he he captured that a disgusting little man. You know, he he captured all of that. Mm-hmm. And I cannot it, argue with that, dude. Yeah, cannot, it, it, it was a decent movie, but he made it decent. There were elements of that movie that sucked, of course, because I mean, really? I, I'm, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, maybe not. You know, it's probably one of the greatest comic book movies of all time. I'm joking. You know that. Um, <laughs> it, no, I think I, that movie's I, better, I than Batman. better than that. I'm gonna fight credit for. Yeah. No, honestly, it gets it, it gets shit on a lot, but it's actually better than it's better than we remember. It's just one of those things you got to go back and watch with new eyes and appreciate. Um, especially if you watch a lot of Drek over the years, that actually Look, holds up well to me. Okay. Christopher Walken. I'm sorry. What do you it? have? What was the old issue with that movie? I don't understand it because I'm like, you know, you know what I think part of it is, and I'm gonna tell you something that. I found like going back and watching movies that were critically panned, but I actually ended up liking them as I got older. Like when I looked at them through my own eyes and like, I, so I've talked about this before, how people will, no, seriously. I think when you look at, no, seriously, when you, you got people telling you that something was bad, I got people who tell me movies that are bad that they never seen just because everybody said they were bad. We all have no. that, right? Uh-huh. And no, it's like the not on this show. Oh really? <laughs> if we're saying it's bad, it means we watched it and we're like, dude, don't watch this movie. But no, right. I, Batman Two, dude, Batman Returns was not terrible. Right? It wasn't like, terrible, but a lot of people did watch. not like that movie when it came out. You know why? The climax didn't be really wasn't a climax. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It's whack. That's why. And nobody really stood behind it. neither of the villains. Neither of the villains. A lot of people didn't stand behind the villains. I guess because, you know, they wanted something, uh, they wanted other villains or whatever. They didn't feel like Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer was right as Catwoman. Or, <laughs> or de- right. But, you know, it, to me, his performance, held, it holds up. It really does hold up, especially the <laughs> angle of him being, the to becoming the mayor and all that. That's just beautiful. It was, it was I liked it. I really loved his, his performance. In it. Um, 
two and three, and we've already went over. Patrick Stewart is Professor X. There was no way you were going to cast anybody else. And this is not one of those roles you can say, okay, any British dude will do. No, he was, since he was Captain Picard, he was Professor X. There's <laughs> just no getting around it. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. And if you ever have, if you ever look at the list of actors who could have potentially played Iron Man, this probably would, anybody other than him, and you look at that list, would have probably, it would have killed the MCU momentum. It would have, it would have died probably right there. Even Tom, even though Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise's Iron Man don't work. No. Because no. Tom Cruise will play Tom Cruise playing Iron Man. Exactly. It don't work. <laughs> um, Christopher Reeves. He'd be the dude playing the dude. He'd be the yeah. dude playing the dude playing Iron Man. No, would not work. Um, Christopher Reeves, of course. And we, we've gone over this. Um, we've gone over this in other shows. They're still trying to replace or get Christopher Reeves out of the minds of the, the the movie going public when it comes to our our, our Superman, um, John Bernthal of course is Punisher because he embodies that role. The dude is intense, and honestly, now that the show is over, they they ought to be thinking about making the movie. They can just go ahead and do that. Um, Carl well, Urban, well, well, uh, Javon, yeah, I'm a I'm a briefly interrupt you. Apparently, uh, uh, this Netflix deal with Marvel has benched. All of those guys from appearing in a Marvel production for the next two years. This is why I hate. Now, I don't know. Two's not bad. Me too. Two's but like what I'm saying, I'm wondering if so. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering, like, if that means John Bernthal and Kristen Ritter, their two years starts now, and Mike Coulter, uh, oh yeah, Charlie Cox, right? If they're started last. Oh, that's year. so whack. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so bull. That works out. That's bull. That should not yeah. be the case. Yeah. Oh, it didn't. Uh, Jessica Jones come out. Yeah, it did. Apparently, no Damn, one no advertising so whatsoever. Yeah, they weren't. Wow. Sad. That, that's sad. That's sad. We we two years from now is a long time. We need that right yesterday. All right. Next one. Uh, Carl Urban and Dread. I dreaded seeing the new Dread. Because oh, that's awesome. Hey, Jay, Jay sold me on seeing Judge the new Judge Dread. With the one that came out in goddamn 2012. Watch now, right? it in 3D. Dude, I, I wish I would have. I wish I would have. And you I'm going to tell it? you something. Wait, you have it? Oh, you got it? Mm. Yes. Okay. Dude, what are you doing this weekend? You can yeah, literally you come, come over. Through. I will. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't got that no is, And if you're watching it in 2D and like it, that movie yeah. is a 3D selling movie. Wow. It is okay. a whole different experience. It's okay. great on its own, but man, for 3D, it's like, wow, I need to buy a 3D thing. I mean, like, just like the yeah. Lena, when Lena Hatter's in the bathroom does the, the, the drugs, you see that in 3D. It's like, must buy 3D TV now. <laughs> bad thing. I went in Tron Legacy are the movies that made me decide I don't care if it's a fad. I am buying a 3D TV so right. I can watch these again in 3D. Right, dig it. Dig it. Not Avatar. Oh, God, no. Please, never. Avatar. Never say Avatar. All right, so that's that's uh, Carl Urban. Uh, next up, Fassbender is Magneto. He's worked his way up my list because he just between really I can't say between, but all of the movies, the newest X Men movies, he and McAvoy and and Quicksilver have been the selling points in all these movies. And as much as oh, not Jennifer Lawrence, well you know, well you know, 
My fault. You haven't finished your so list yet. She's so underrated. Sorry. You know, she's so underrated. You know, I, I just we love her. Yeah, no, um, Fastbender and and McAvoy have been the reason why you watch these movies. And and my man that plays Quicksilver, I don't know who he is, but he's only on screen for like a minute at a time. But those minutes are, are really the price of admission because the Quicksilver sees for uh, all of them. They're, they're well worth it. They're well worth it. Um, Heath Ledger, of course. We don't need to go into that. For the Joker. Evan Peters is his name. Evan Peters, all right. He was also in Kick-Ass. Yeah, he was. Um, Hugh Jackman, of course, for reasons we'll need to get into. And last but not least, J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah James. Now, I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah. You said Fastbender. Mm-hmm. And then who, who was after that? Jackman. And then J.K. Simmons. So it yeah. looks like you got one more choice. Okay, no, I thought I had ten. Oh, shit. Um, if I got to give it to anybody at gunpoint, let's cast. This list ain't going to deviate much. I mean, I, there's so there, there's a lot. If I got to name somebody that hasn't been named, I'll say that. Even though he was cast right, but the movie sucked and his part in it sucked. If, that, if this even makes sense, I felt like in a different type of movie, I felt like in the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, Jim Carrey as the Riddler could have been something special. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. He was really good for what they good. wanted him to do. We that. mentioned that recently mm-hmm. in another episode that he would be good at Jim Carrey now. Right. Jim yeah. Carrey is now. Yeah. I, I think I said and, that. And with his current pre- presentation of the Riddler. Yeah. I think he did a, yeah. I think he did a great job for that era of Riddler, and he would do a great job now. All right, so now it's my turn. And I managed to avoid some, some of the choices y'all did. But I think we have this interesting divide on Superman. I am going to break the tie and go Christopher Reeve. Henry Cavell is great, but man, Christopher Reeve is basically one of these dudes that inspired this list. He's always been Superman. Everybody else is number two. And there can be a strong number two, but there's only going to be one Superman, as Christopher Reeve. Number two, I'm going to keep it right with Superman and not go with Margot Kidder, but even though she'd basically be my lowest lane because there's not a better one. Um, Terrence Stamp, that dude is General Zod. I don't care who else tries to play the role. It's always him. Uh, number I'm three, clapping internally in my head. Yeah. Number three, Chris Evans, because the dude was perfect as, as Human Torch. So perfect that like Jace, I'm like, why? Chris Evans. There are other blonde dudes who can play Captain America. But then he turned around and basically became Captain America. If you follow his Twitter, he's calling out Nazis. He's like fighting for justice. I mean, the dude is literally Captain America in real life, too. So, yeah, totally him. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., I think, is pretty much a clean sweep for all of us here. Obvious. He needed to be Iron Man. And uh, he had that really interesting personal life issues that made his choice work even more so yeah uh ryan reynolds deadpool yeah i mean geez just he was perfect so perfect that he almost made x-men origins wolverine less nausea inducing uh number six somebody i'm surprised nobody else went with tom hiddleston loki i know anyone could do that but he just was so perfect they just kept giving him more screen time and he's actually going to have a spinoff show that I'm interested in watching because he's so good as Loki. 
Uh, next up, early one. This is this is a guy who had done a lot in this universe, but he's so good that I want to see more. Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange. So good in that role. Like we call Tony Stark a douche. It's perfect. Um, yeah, I really like him. And Batman Returns gets a representation for me on my list. Not Danny DeVito, but Michelle Pfeiffer. She was perfect. And I did purr intentionally. Um, yeah, she was great. She just captured the whole weak Selena Kyle thing who transforms into this vindictive, I've got lives to spare and I'm coming to kill people who wronged me, Catwoman. And I like her patchwork outfit. It was a real tough choice between her and Halle Berry, but ultimately I decided to go with Michelle Pfeiffer. Was it was it a matter of outfits or acting? Uh, if Halle Berry makes this list at all, it's only for outfits. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. Yep. Wesley Snipes, absolutely, because his Blade was cool. I mean, I didn't really pay attention to Blade as a comic character. I knew of him. I thought he was cool enough. I mean, he's one of like the few black dudes running around in Marvel. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But oh my gosh, his his performance was so cool. And he made it like, man, Blade is the coolest, coolest dude running in the Marvel Universe, dude. So yeah. Totally him. I'm with Javon. J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson. He was the character from the comic who just immediately went into the movie. And it was just, like, perfect. Like, this dude is... That's the obnoxious tyrant of the Daily Bugle. And he's he's perfect in that role. Uh, And I got a couple of honorable mentions since, you know, we're doing that stuff. Chadwick Boseman, because I don't think anybody could do a better Black Panther. His commitment to actually getting the accent down and not doing what Scarlett Johansson did, even though I love her Black Widow now, I hated that she didn't have a Russian accent. So I really liked that Chadwick was like, nah, dude, I'm, I'm supposed to be from Africa, Wakanda. I'm going to get this accent down. And uh, honorable mentions on this one are because they're both great in these roles, and I can't really pick one or the other. Michael Fassbender, Ian McKellen as Magneto, and James McAvoy and Patrick Stewart as Professor X. My TV rep is Robin Lord Taylor, Gotham's Penguin, because the dude was great, and I just loved his quirky take on the character. So, that's my choices. Fellas, we're wrapping up this episode, so now it's that special magical time of the week. Who are your nominees for Dummy of the Week? Let's start with you, Chief. Chief, are I, said, you still, I, said, yeah. I know. I said. I said. I knew he was gonna pick me first. Yeah. <laughs> I heard from you in a minute, man. I was making sure you weren't getting your playlist ready for tonight's uh, slow jams. No, man. You know what it is. Um. I got back from Jamaica, and I happened to get a cold. Ah. Uh, so I've been sick. So, um, this is what happens when I get sick here. Um, and it's funny, because whenever you mention Dummy of the Week, I'll always have somebody in mind that I'll be thinking about, and then you'll say, hey, Chief, and then that thing will just fly out my head. <laughs> You want me to come back to you then? Yeah, give me give me ten seconds. 
Okay. Uh, my dummy of the week is going to go for Ms. Cultural Appropriations, Ms. Kim Kardashian West. Ms. Car- Ms. Uh, Kardashian West thought that she could decide to make a line of uh, bodywear uh, based on names that just sounded, you know, she just plucked it out of the sky. You know, I think kimonos works perfectly for a shapewear. And she decided to try and get that trademark. Which would have meant mm-hmm. actual kimonos would not be able to say misused as kimonos. It's mine now. Needless to say, the patent and trademark office slapped her down like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> and the rest of the world, once they found out she really tried to do that, they're like, uh, Kim, we're going to need you to go on time out and think about that one. Uh, and after some reflection, she decided to back down her cultural appropriation. So my dummy of the week is Ms. Kim Kardashian West. Jay King, how about you? Oh, God. You know, we could we could name a couple, but I'm going to keep it in the sports world because I thought this was particularly hilarious. Um, the New York Knickerbockers. I'm sorry, <laughs> Chief. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chief. I was like, I knew it was coming. <laughs> I mean, I could put the Washington Wizards in there because, for what it's worth, they traded two of their best assets over the year and got nothing in return because none of the players they got back stayed. Um, this is what happens when your general manager has to clean the grease trap in the concessions court. Nobody wants the job. Um, the Knicks. I, I, we, we, this is a dead horse, man. The Knicks are a catastrophe. But when you have $80 million in cap space to give away, and you're in the NBA, and this is what it's about, free agency, guys signing big contracts, and you have $80 million of cap space. Like the threat, the, You have nearly the whole threshold uh, of salary cap space to give away in the offseason, and you literally can't give this money away. It's, it, I, 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 there's no way to describe it. It's like the house giving away whole bar candy bars at Halloween and no one even rings their doorbell. You got to be a nightmare. You got to be something. It's something wrong. And I just the fact that everybody thought that they, one, were going to get Zion Williams. I knew that wasn't going to happen. I knew that wasn't going to happen. It was counting all of these magical, mystical things, ha- counting on all of these things happening for a, 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 a franchise that can't get the basics right. And like I said before, in a different era where David Stern ran the show, yes, the Knicks would have gotten the number one pick in this draft. But then again, for what it's worth, they didn't get LeBron James in 03. Not to say that they were as bad as they were now then, but you know, it seems like over the last decade and a half where these draft picks would have gone to the Knicks, or some of these you know, blue chippers would have gone to the Knicks, they, they haven't been. Teams like the Clippers and the Cavs—it's—it's it, it, it's craziness. Even the think about it, it's not just they lose; it's they don't get the draft picks. It's like right. once these guys are actually free agents, they're just like, "No, I'm good." It's like, good. but we're in New York. Yeah, yeah I'm so good. what? I'm gonna go to Brooklyn. What? Brooklyn? Well, you know, and I'm. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, if you were talking in terms of marketing, you're like, oh yeah, you, yeah. You just like Manhattan, Brooklyn. Come on. Well, to go play in the in the garden, man, the the history of it's New York, it's the Knicks. 
if I'm gonna play in New York City, I'm gonna play in New York City. I'm gonna play for the Knicks. Um, but James Dolan has ruined that franchise, man. You can't fire ownership. That's the damnedest part about it. And if there's any consolation to our Knicks fans, look it. The thing in Brooklyn ain't gonna work. When KD comes back in 2020, I'm not saying he's gonna be a shell of himself, but he's not gonna be the same ball player. He's not. Look at Rudy Gay. Yeah, the Achilles injury is one that takes something away from the player. And his game isn't totally above the rim. I know that. But your lateral movements will suffer. His will suffer. And this is the other factor. He's not 25 anymore. He's, he's 31. He'll be 31 when he comes back on the floor. And we all know Kyrie Irving. It's just, I don't, I, I, I can't even thoroughly describe Kyrie Irving. He's just, he seems like he's just the most unhappiest guy in the NBA living his dream. I, just, I don't get it about him. That ain't going to work. He's living, they had something. Hmm? Living his worst life. Probably so. He's Every living day. his worst life. Every day in the NBA. Go figure. But that's mine. Sorry, Knicks fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, my choice for dummies of the week are all the people who are, who are frantically at work right now hammering away on their websites talking about Halle Bailey being cast as Ariel in Disney's Little Mermaid remake because they're losing their mind that a mermaid is being played by a black woman. I can't wait. So those are absolutely going to be my dummies of the week. Jeff, can I Hello? just say something real quick? A right real here? mermaid cannot be black. Hello? Have you seen a black mermaid before? Hello? Have I mean, seriously. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait. Oh, wait. Let me say this. You haven't seen the Hey, I, I saw one on the internet, okay? And they were white, okay? Aren't real. Whoa. No! <laughs> so, yeah, I can't wait for that. So, fellas, thank y'all as always for rolling. All y'all out there listening, thanks. Remind you one more time to subscribe to Lyle's Movie Files podcast all over Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check us out on Twitter, at Lyle's Movie Files. Facebook, Lyle's Movie Files, and let us know what you think of the show. Thank you all out there for listening. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.